Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. I am thrilled to introduce my special guest and new friend on this episode, Nicole Jones. Nicole has made numerous pivots at precisely the right time in her career, including transitioning from a former head of investor relations and corporate communications in both the finance and healthcare industries into a highly sought after certified executive coach for numerous industry leaders seeking to unlock their true potential to realize their vision. Nicole's ability to communicate confidently in the boardroom has been enhanced by her years of experience as a classically trained vocalist and live performer. She is a dedicated mom of a seven-year-old with whom she practices Taekwondo and also creates design wreaths and memoriams for her New Jersey wreath design business inspired by the memory of her mom. Nicole, let's dive right in and talk about your life, or perhaps you want to sing us a song. (laughs) Uh, But let's talk about your life as a mom, one of the various things that you do in your life, day to day, to your beautiful son. Can you share some of the challenges and things that you've had to face in the past in raising your beautiful boy? Yes, thank you again for having me today, my newly found friend. (laughs) To be here, we've clicked, and I'm really excited about this friendship and relationship we're building. Thanks for having me here today. A pleasure. Um, yes, I have a seven-year-old who is full of life, full of joy, and obviously keeps us on our toes. Um, when I had him, I was working in a very fast-paced industry, um, doing investor relations and communications. I actually was living in Boston at the time and brought our son home on the uh, marathon bombing day, actually. So it's a day that we will always remember from living up there. And from that moment, I felt like, you know, it's just been firecracker. We've been going and going and going. Um, But, you know, there was a period of time in my career where I was working at this company and I got let go and um, they laid off about 64 people, I believe. And at that time I made a, a decision, you know, I would love to look at an opportunity to do a different kind of career where I could hang out with our our little one. I mean, he was almost three at the time and just felt like I needed something else um, to be more present for him because I was traveling all the time. So going from highly successful, um, feeling fulfilled in my day-to-day career, I am home. I stopped immediately. I started back in September of 2016, uh, and decided I wanted to go into executive coaching, so made like a transition in my career, but also spending the time at home. And then right around that time, my mother passed away, um, probably a month right after I got laid off, right after I started my coaching certification. And now we have this three-year-old who was, you know, my mother was like his first mom sometimes when I'd be traveling. Um, And in that moment, I was like, how am I going to tell this young child, you know, that his grandmother, which he called Mama JJ, 
had passed away. It was devastating for our family. Father had been married to my mom for 51 years. Um, a brother who I felt like that was like his best friend had passed away. And this three and a half year old child was just a breath of fresh air for me during that time. Um, it was like he was an old soul. It was like he and my mom were like kindred spirits or something. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but in that time, I feel like every day, this three and a half year old child was checking up on me. He also wanted to know how my dad was. And he would always say, you know, mommy, it's okay if you need to cry. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, she's always looking over you and I'm also here for you. And I was thinking to myself, like you're three. How does a three and a half year old child just really know what to say at that time? I mean, I was, like I said, I was, I was struggling. I had lost a job. I left a career. I was starting a new one. I didn't know where it was going. And I have this little kid who's full of life, um, biggest smile when you walk into the room, who was almost kind of coaching me and, and kind of putting my um, soul at ease, I guess I should say. Um, and I felt like it was a really big bonding time for us because we spent many days of him either wanting to talk about my mother or figuring out what we could do. He wanted to figure out how he could see her again. And that was, it was really tough for me because I was like, mm -hmm. well, I don't, we're not going to see her again. That's it. Like she's, um, you know, she's gone. And we had to have numerous conversations about what that meant and, um, you know, what that meant for us, just kind of where we were in our, in our life and in what we were doing. Um, but that was really challenging as a mom, because I, I think there are these, these times where you kind of just don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. um, you're not, you're not sure what to say. I, I didn't know how to tell him that she had passed away. And I, talked to a doctor, I talked to his preschool teachers, I talked to a pastor, and they were like, you just, you just need to tell him that she died. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I think that's a very important point that you bring up. We don't always know what to say to our children. Yeah. But we need to always say the truth. And there's no way to, to make the truth any different than someone has left this, you know, this earth or however you want to look at it from a spiritual religious aspect, but, but to be frank and to be honest, because our children will ask us the next question they need to, you know, they need the answers for, and they will lead us where we need to take them and go ourselves. And so, you know, one of the beauties that I see in your beautiful story is that your three and a half year old was here to help you grow through a difficult time. Even though you were thinking, what do I need to tell him? How do I need to help him? He was really supporting you and helping you and getting you through something so difficult, even though you were explaining to him. That was part of your growth too, don't you think? Very much so, because I felt like, um, like I said at the very beginning about him just being this kindred soul. I always tell people, you know, I was raised in a, in a fairly religious family. I'm more spiritual myself now. Um, but I really always would say, you know, I think God knew that I, I needed this little child to um, just be able to hold and love and, and, and just look into each other's eyes and say, I love you and just feel like I could put all of my love into another human being. And that he really was that little person that I needed just to kind of make me honest every day, get up, get him ready for school, get him breakfast, 
And then we would have our little chats on our way to school, you know? So he, you're exactly right. Where I felt like I was going to have to try to find the words and the energy and the emotions to deal with him. He actually was the one that was really helping mommy. I mean, yeah. 100%. And they, they, kids are so intuitive in so many ways. And we adults often overthink, and I'm not saying that you did, but we tend to overthink how we're going to share. You know, we do the research. What should we tell them? How should we tell them? When should we tell them? What, what temperature will it be out? You know, when we do tell them and we get down to the fine tuning, and yet all this energy, it's never going to go like we, we expect it to. And I, I truly believe uh, that, the children or child that we've been given in this world are those that are here to help us grow just as much as we're here to guide them. So, yep. you know, this beautiful old soul, as you describe him, is, is helping you grow or has helped you grow through that through the years. And all you had to do is show up and be yourself. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be yourself through the process of what you needed to get through. I mean, loss is, you know, very, very challenging for all of us, children included. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me a little more about your relationship with him and uh, other ways that he may be helping you to grow as you help guide him through life. Yeah, he, you know, the one thing that I will say when, when all of this happened with, you know, my mom passing and we were living in Boston and um, my dad ended up moving back to Virginia, which is where I grew up. Um, instantaneously, I was like, I've got to move. I, I, we've got to move to Virginia. I want to be near my dad. He has, you know, our son has such a strong relationship with my dad. And I just, I couldn't see kind of um, keeping each other um, apart. So we were able to make it work. So we live in Virginia and we moved here. And like I said, he was, um, at the time when she passed, he was three and a half and now he's, you know, four and a half. It's almost a year since she had passed and we moved here and, you know, he's still young. It's like, what kind of sports can we get into? I, I left an entire network of people in Boston that I created for 21, 21 or so years and now I moved back to a place where I really don't know many people and I don't have business here. And it really became where I was like the stay at home mom. And I kind of got in the, the doom and gloom of, uh, I, I didn't want to be perceived as a stay at home mom. Not that that's bad, but I, I was just struggling internally um, with myself. And here you go. Here's this little guy. Once again, we move here. He saw a Taekwondo um, dojang and, and I said, Oh, you know, soccer was already started. So many things had already started when we came, there was really no place for him to get out his energy and to socialize with other children. So we decided to do Taekwondo. Um, he was kind of a shy kid at the very beginning and then it kind of just took off and he started Taekwondo and he asked me if I would like to start Taekwondo. And I kind of looked at him. I was like, no, I think mommy's okay. Like, you know, you do Taekwondo or maybe daddy can do it. But, you know, mommy's okay. He's like, yeah, but you're, you're at home. You know, you, you, you're able to get out. Or, you know, again, this is like a little kid who was seeing his mommy work from home every day. Um, and I said, you know what, I'll take you up on that offer. I appreciate you asking mommy to be part of your world. So I will um, check it out. So I looked at my son and I said, you know, mommy will probably do it for a month. No big deal. I just want to be able to say that I tried Taekwondo. Um, 
And when I started, you know, you start with no belt and the first belt that you get is a white belt. And, uh, he came to watch me do my testing. And so my husband and my son came to watch me do the testing. And at that time, um, my whole year, I was trying to find the word that I was going to align myself for the year and what I was going to achieve. And instead of one word, I chose two. And I think the words were um, breakthrough and progress. Mm-hmm. And I had none of that, none of that. I was just sitting in my own space, probably couldn't admit that I was a little depressed and you know, just, just kind of going around in circles, thinking I'm getting something done, but I'm really not. And when I took that test and you actually have to, you know, do some kind of board breaking, um, for the adults, you had to break two to four boards and the children Mm. won. Um, here's my, here's my little guy sitting here watching his mommy, uh, do her test. And when I had to break through the boards with my fist, I decided to do four boards and I actually didn't even think I could do it. I was like, wow, I don't know. I thought it was just one board like the kids, Um, but I did it. And at that moment, when I broke through the board, it was exactly what I needed. It was the breakthrough, literally, Mm. that mommy needed. And so this this kid who, you know, four and a half, cheering his mommy on, you did it, you did it, good job, mommy, good job, you did it. I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. And we gave each other big hugs, but that was just the actual motion of me breaking through and then kind of sitting down and thinking about everything that I was going through and how this child was like, mommy, just give it a try. You know, when I look back at that, I'm like, wow, this kid like kind of saved my life. Like I was kind of in the doldrums, not sure what I was going to be doing. Bah humbug. Wasn't positive, Nicole, like I typically am. And he gave me something that allowed me to fight for something, allowed me to really uh, grasp and love. And now fast forward to almost living here for, it'll be three years in August. um, He is almost a black belt and I'm two belts away from a black belt. Wow. And I never saw that happening, right? I said I was going to stop at the white belt. (laughs) So, um, and I don't know anything about it, but it sounds like a big achievement. (laughs) And that's so great that he has led you there. And that you see the ramifications from breaking through, as you called it, in other areas of your life. I mean, sometimes it takes something physical to help us break through. And, you know, anything that we're moving our bodies can be very, very moving for the energy within us, right? Yes. Just, it it really, the, the, you know, me at first was thinking, you know, like, okay, I'm going to break this board, big deal, right? Just thinking out loud. But actually breaking the board was like, this is what I needed. Like I, I needed a actual physical breakthrough when I was just kind of working for the mental breakthrough, right? And that wasn't happening. I just kept turning and turning and turning. But once I did that, I, you know, it wasn't so easy getting myself kind of built back up, but that was really the beginning to where I am today. It, it really is. I mean, this, this, we have like such an interesting relationship and that was another moment in my life where I'm like, you know what, kid, mommy really thanks you for that. Like, thank you. You know, I appreciate it. Did you thank him? I did. I thanked him. And then he asked me to participate in a tournament with him 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, mommy's like going to be the oldest person in the tournament. And I was, um, in the women's division, I, I had, you know, no one to really go against, but I did it because it was another learning lesson, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, you get to see mommy put herself out there in a situation that she's not super, super comfortable in. She's an adult. She's in her mid forties with kids that are 18, that are 12, that are three. Like it was just kind of like, I could be everyone's parent out there. Um, but he, his excitement and joy watching me just compete against myself was something that I'll never forget. He was so proud. And he even said that. He came over and gave me a hug and said, I'm so proud of you, mommy. I'm so, so proud. You know, these moments of our children leading us to something that we, we wouldn't have signed up for otherwise, right? And, you know, we may have wanted to run the other way, but you didn't. Yeah. These moments where our children invite us into their world, so to speak, and we join them are hugely connecting opportunities. We connect with the child. We connect on all sorts of levels with the sport, doing it together, you know, trying to achieve our best, being proud of each other, and, and also the modeling that you're doing here for him as well, how you're committing to something, being a part of something, even though, you know, it may feel a little foreign or out there for you, you're still showing him that we can try anything and, and do the very best that we can do, especially if we're together. And I think for a child to, to be able to see you in all of these lights that you're shining is a huge opportunity and a huge connection. It's been, I mean, it's been great. It's, it's been wonderful. And, you know, there's something about, you know, being a mom and sometimes always feeling like we have to be so strong. We have to know all the answers. We have to do everything. And these are a lot of, um, you know, situations that we can put on ourselves. I, I, in no means do I believe that we need to do everything. Um, I think oftentimes we just feel we want to. Uh, and so, you know, that can, that can be a little tough, but I wanted to, for him to see that his mommy was also physically strong mm -hmm. and not just mental, that mommy can get out there. She can get dirty. She can roll her sleeves up. She can kick the board. And like, that's my mom. <laughs> like my mom just did that, you know? And so I wanted him to understand it's like anybody can do these things. You don't have to have it just that this type of person does it or this type of person does it at this age um, does it. I wanted him to understand that, you know, anyone can do what they want to do. Right. Right. There's no boxes that we all yeah. fit in, which again is, you know, you said we don't need to have all the answers. No, yeah, we don't. So it ties us back to the first part of this conversation is, is staying, I think staying in flow is one of the key elements in parenting, especially when we talk about conscious parenting. It's about staying in flow, being connected with yourself enough to allow yourself to see things through your child's eyes, through a different lens, from you know, just an open awareness that it might be something new, it might be a little overwhelming at first, but to, to engage in whatever it's offering us, right? That discomfort, that stepping into you know, a, an arena we have no familiarity with, and yet being okay there. And these are huge opportunities for us as, as conscious and aware parents and for our children watching our consciousness too. And that we don't have to have all the answers. We're staying in flow 
and just moving forward moment to moment. That's a beautiful thing. It really is. Well, you've created it. It's you and your son, <laughs> which is how you get there sometimes. But as you're relaying it back and, and saying these beautiful words around it, I'm like, you know, it really is a beautiful relationship that we've um, that we've built. Yeah. And it, you're such a testament to how we show up to lead and guide and teach our children. We don't drag them along the way. We're teaching them. We're guiding them. We're watching them. We're, you know, participating with them. And, and also let them, give them the space to be our guide too. And you so beautifully listen to him and, you know, both in the loss of your mom and in the sport and allow him to invite you, invite you to cry, invite you to think about your own thoughts, invite you to think about the loss and be okay talking about it and moving through it, as well as invite you to the sport and be okay in, you know, the discomfort of it all. So that boy, we need to get him on here next, <laughs> is just a beautiful, beautiful teacher. And I, I think that this is such a, a lovely thing to, to, um, to really focus on, you know, and all, with all our listeners, is when we are quiet, or quiet as much as we can be quiet, and listen to what's in front of us, to our child at three, at seven, at 10, at 15, there's so much that we can observe, take in, and learn. So much. So as you all who are listening to this episode, hear Nicole's beautiful stories, think about how you might be able to step back too and look at your child as your teacher in lots of different ways without overthinking it, but just being there in flow and observing and following and being part of life with your child and for your child. So I'd love to ask you, Nicole, before we wrap up, if you could share with our listeners where they might find you. You mentioned at the beginning a little bit about the work that you do, and I know you're full, full charge into it. And so where can they find a little bit more out about you uh, from your website and, your, and the work that you're doing worldwide? Sure. Um, you, I have a website. It's NicoleJonesCoaching.com. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as Nicole P. Jones. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under Nicole Jones Coaching. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to all our listeners for listening. And remember, every moment is a new moment for conscious connections. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.